0: Hello and welcome to episode 22 of North Point Plus. Wow, that's that's like a whole season, isn't it? I don't know about you, Rick, but I'm feeling 22. 22! (laughs) Feeling good! Thanks, Taylor Swift, for that immortal lyric that will live on in 22-year-olds forever.
1: I didn't know the lyric, I'm sorry. (laughs) Taylor Swift forgives you. (laughs) Okay,
0: oh well we got to move on from Taylor Swift. Um, this is our follow-up podcast. Uh, we gather together on Sunday mornings. We have uh, our message, and we fellowship and, and just hang out with each other. And this podcast is an opportunity to just keep doing that exact same thing. Yeah. Keep hanging out with you guys. Talk, talk more about it. Yes, exactly. So we uh, always take questions in every Sunday, and then this podcast allows us to answer answer questions, and keep the conversation going. So we're going to do just that. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Mark Adkins. To my left, Rick Rubel. Hola. Hola. Rick, yesterday we talked about Proverbs, which is the series that we're going through. Let me think. um, But specifically talked about trusting God. So we all have these plans and these paths that we want to follow. And in the midst of all of that, there's this immortal wisdom of trusting God with every step of that, so I'm I'm yeah. going to let you summarize yesterday. What did we talk about yesterday?
1: Yeah, it, you know what's funny is as we've worked through the the series in Proverbs, we've um, in many cases looked at a topic, mm. and then a, a topic that's that's uh, approached multiple times in Proverbs yeah. and kind of fleshed that out from all of those passages this was a different kind of a message because really it all focused on two verses um, but i felt like those two verses really capture something that's foundational and probably fundamental for us as followers of jesus yeah. um in proverbs 3 5 and 6 when it says trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in yeah. all your ways submit to him and He'll direct your paths. And we we'd really just kind of fleshed out those four phrases in yeah. hopefully some real practical ways, because everybody struggles with how to know the will of God, how to... Um, how how to discern when you're at a crossroads, which yeah. path to take, where, what direction to go. And for me, those two verses have just, um, they've always been critical. I, I talked to yeah. somebody after one of the services, and they said that was their life verse mm. from the time that they had been a teenager a long time ago, yeah. when they first began to follow Jesus, that that was really the verse that they used at every major juncture of life wow. uh, for them. Good stuff. Yeah, love it. Yeah, great message, great conversations afterward,
0: um, and good questions that we're going to yeah. dive in today. So uh, one of the first questions I want to get to, um, uh, yeah, it's interesting, as, you, as you're as you working through Proverbs, uh, you, we're struck with these questions of balance, of how, yeah. how much do I, well, I'll, I'll ask the question, then we'll get into it. <laughs> Why does Proverbs say that we are to gain understanding, but then we aren't supposed to lean on it? What's that balance of gaining wisdom, gaining understanding, and still understanding that our wisdom isn't something that we even lean on. We always lean on and trust in God. Yeah, that, that's a
1: great, great question. Yeah. And if I can kind of take the terminology from yesterday yeah. um, the, and flesh that out, it really is... Um, I, I said, understanding. If you, if you look at the difference between wisdom and knowledge and understanding, understanding is is kind of like street smarts. Yeah. Um, knowledge is like book smarts. Yep. Wisdom is God smarts. If <laughs> uh, that's probably uh, that would have preached so much better. I never thought about it. Stupid hindsight. Um, uh, God smarts. Book smarts. Street smarts. Um, so the whole. That's really good. That's really going <laughs> to Somebody write that down. Retweet that or something. I don't know. Um, the, um, anyways, we need street smarts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it, that is real practical stuff to say, how do you take the things that I know and really put them into practice yeah. in real life? So we need that. Yep. And that's Solomon's observational truth that says, yeah, gain understanding Yep. You need to not just know things, you need to be able to know how they work in your life and how to make sense of that. Yep. So we need that, but that's limited. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I think Solomon says, don't lean on your own understanding, because when we think, oh yeah, I got it all down, Pat. I've got it all yep. together. I know what I'm doing. Um, that's when we get in trouble, when we don't recognize that we have blind spots and that right. our knowledge is limited. I I love I love the Covey story about the about the guy with his kids on the on the subway. I yes. mean, it's a, it's a it's a heartbreaking story. Yes, but in so much of our life, in practical things and in things that we just watch, we think, eh, I've got all that. Uh, why aren't they doing this? Right. Um, because obvious, it's obvious what the situation is, and and we don't necessarily have a clue.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. That's a great point of of looking at it of. Even as we gain in understanding and knowledge and wisdom, it, the I'm trying to think of a way. The symbiosis of all those things working together is understanding that street smarts only goes so so far, far and book, book smarts, smarts only goes yeah. so far. And so you have to, at some point, if you if you really are street smart and book smart, you understand this is where it ends. And I have to lean on God, right. which that only goes when we say it only goes so far. It really only goes very little, right? <laughs> In, in in comparison to how far god smarts go and yeah. how far god's god's control and sovereignty over everything in our lives goes
1: and and ultimately how important wisdom is in that cuz like right. um i can think of some very specific people that have lots of book smarts yes they know lots of stuff they have degrees and all that kind of stuff and people come to them because of their book smarts right but their answers don't have any connection to real life. Right. They don't have street smarts, and so the the benefit of somebody with street smarts is that they've yeah they have some knowledge. Yep. But they're able to put it into practice. Yep. And and the goal ultimately is to be wise and to be able to see from God's perspective, because that as I was reflecting on 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 uh, what the Old Testament teaches about Solomon and his wisdom, um. Book Smarts doesn't answer the question when the, when the two ladies are fighting over the, their, mm. the baby, right. and, and both of them claiming the baby as theirs.. Right. BookSmarts says, "I don't know what you do with that because they didn't have DNA testing at that right. point in time." <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and Street Smarts say, "I don't know what you do with that either, because I've got to try and make you know you try and get as much information as you can, but you know, how do you do that? It was wisdom, mm. his ability to look from God's perspective and say, Okay, who really loves this baby? Yeah. And this is the path that we can go to determine who really loves the baby. Cut the baby in half. Yeah. Give you give you each half. And the and the 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 real mom, that the the fake mom said, Okay. Yeah. Um, and the real mom said, You know what? Yeah. I want my child to live. That's not so good. Yeah. That's that's wisdom. Yeah. But even our wisdom um is limited. Yeah. God's wisdom is infinite. Yeah. But but the goal for us is to is to have God's smarts and to be yeah. able to see with that kind of perspective. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Awesome. All right,
0: next question. What if we have a hard time trusting God due to broken trust with family, employers, that was a discussion that I had with people yesterday was like I've just been, you know, in our world, if you've had any amount of experience <laughs> with, <laughs> with anyone, <laughs> with anyone, friends, family, employers, yeah. employees, whatever, inevitably you will have your trust broken. You'll be taken advantage of whatever it might be. And so how, when we have all of that in our past and even in our present, how do you trust God completely when you have all of that context surrounding you?
1: I, I think, I think what you've got to do is to be able to take a step back and to recognize that God is not your mom or your dad. God is not your right. former spouse. God is not your former employer or your current employer or whoever it is. God is not that friend who betrayed you. Right. And, and, and in a sense, if you're able to take a step back, it allows you to love God at an even greater level mm. than... Um, than you did before, because you realize you read through the book of Psalms, you realize right. that God's character doesn't change; that He does want what's best for us, and He does want justice, and He's always going to be faithful. Right. And when those things are true, we can trust Him. Yeah. And trust is a choice that we make. Yep. Uh, I, I say a lot in um, uh, when I'm uh, particularly in marriage counseling, um, forgiveness and trust are two different things. Hmm. Um, you can choose to forgive, but trust is restored one decision at a time. Hmm. Um, the, the, so when somebody that you love has broken your trust, you can learn to trust them again, yep. but they've got to prove trustworthy step by step by step by step. The great thing is, and the, and it's part of what I tried to communicate in, um, in the, in the, in quoting the lyrics to the song, Mm. all my life, you've been faithful, um, is that when we are able to look at what God has done Mm. and to recognize that he's been faithful step after step after step after after step, we can trust him. Now it's, it's hard sometimes because sometimes we look at the, at the trauma and at the bad things that have happened in our lives. And we say, God why didn't you fix that? You haven't been trustworthy. Hmm. And that's really a kind of a short-sighted perspective because you realize that God has been with you through that. God God has been with you when your when your parent died or your spouse died or your grandma died or whoever it was. God was with you when when the car wrecked or you know when the drunk driver hit you whatever. Right. God was with you through that and he did prove faithful. Right. It's all about what we focus on, whether we focus on the pain that we experienced and just leave it there or yeah. if we're able to see with a bigger picture.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's that's that's helpful mm-hmm. perspective that you share about
1: essentially using your
0: examples of broken trust to propel you into deeper trust with God. Right. And the way I think of doing that is like, look at all of these horrible examples that I know will never happen with God. Right. I know God will never lie to me. I know God will never take advantage of me. I know God will never abuse. like all of those examples of broken trust are horrible, horrible things that have happened in our lives and God will never do any of them or anything close to them. Like what, like, gosh, what an amazing truth that can propel us deeper into the arms of trusting God rather than keep us at arm's length.
1: And and learning to trust God, really, if I can draw a parallel to a marriage relationship where trust has been broken, yeah. Um, the, how how is trust restored? It's restored one decision at a time. It's yep. saying, "Honey, I'm going to be home for dinner at five fifteen, and and make and on sure right that you're home before five fifteen, right? And 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 that you do that over and over and over again. If you draw a parallel to that. We're in our relationship with God, mm. is uh, it really is to trust God one tiny step at a time and mm-hmm. see what He does with that, yep. and see if He doesn't prove Himself faithful, and then you trust Him again, yep. and then you trust Him again, and God just continues. Yeah, if if I go the financial route, and I know this is dangerous <laughs> as a preacher talking about money, but 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 if you say, God, you know what I I don't really. I don't really have the resources to be able to give mm. to give back to the kingdom, but I know I'm supposed to, so I'm going to do it even though it doesn't make sense. Mm. And that's the step you're going to take to see if if God's trustworthy, and um, mm. um, and and maybe maybe you get a check in the mail that you didn't expect, yeah, or somebody gives you some money that that it all balances out. But maybe that doesn't happen and God takes care of you in some other way and teaches you some things, even in spite of of what's going on. Uh, God proves his trustworthiness over and over and over again. Yeah, the the phrase
0: that uh, a pastor I used to be under used to say all the time was that trust is lost in buckets and is earned in drops. Oh, that's great. Which and that's the, again when you look at your relationship with God, that God doesn't dump out buckets of trust, right? But God consistently, every day, every hour, every minute, yeah. is putting in a drop yep. of something that you can trust Him with. Um, and so, looking that at your relationship with God that way, especially your spouse yeah. or your family, your kids, whatever, trust is lost in buckets, earned in drops. Good stuff um, is a really good principle. Okay, next question. Um, is there a balance between trusting God and taking matters into your own hands? The phrase that Julie, my wife, likes to use is "manufacturing our own solutions to problems rather than trusting God." Um, so, what is that balance? Where are we? A let go and let God church where we just yeah. step back and say, hey, if God wants me to have this job, he will fill out the application for me. He'll do the interview and I'll just end up with a job. Or are we the other extreme where we just, we plan
1: and we're type A all yeah. the way? Um, what is that? What's the balance between that? I, I think the the balance is at every stage in the juncture, you're asking God for input rather than telling God what he's going to do. <laughs> it's, it's the uh, trust means the, that you don't determine the solution, that right. you don't determine the timing you don't ter- determine the means, mm. watch the message if you didn't watch it <laughs> um, the, um, a- and so with a job or with a relationship at every point, if you're really in your heart asking, God, is this what you want me to do yeah. the, um, that that you have some sense of you know what uh, there there is no shutdown, There's no negative to that. Mm. So I'm going to proceed forward and I'm going to do the background. I'm going to learn about the company. I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to spend more time with this person and see how they relate to their family and their friends, that kind of thing. That, that with each step that you take, you're saying, God, is this a path that you want me to go? Mm. But you still do all of the planning, all of the due diligence, yeah. all of the thoughtful stuff, but you don't force the solution and you don't force the timing and you don't force the means
0: yeah yeah the the discussion that um i was having yesterday was i grew up in a very you know this i grew up in a very traditional church yeah which comes with its own set of weird weird legalistic stuff Uh, and there were people in our church that were absolutely convicted that you should not have insurance of any kind because god will provide You don't need auto insurance because God will provide, which is illegal,
1: (laughs) which would not be consistent with Scripture to break the law. But yeah,
0: God will provide. You don't need medical insurance. You don't need life insurance. You don't need insurance of any kind because God will provide. Um, And the discussion that we were having yesterday is like it's it's so good that we're having this discussion in the context of Proverbs because what it looks like. To have the balance between trusting God and taking matters into your own hands is living Proverbs. You right. have these amazing principles when it comes to finances, to your relationships, right. to work ethic. That f- that's what it looks like to live your life following God, because these are the principles that He gave you to manage yeah. your finances, finances to manage your household, whatever that looks like. It looks like Proverbs,
1: <laughs> right? Right. And and I love. I think it was in. Uh, I think it was in yesterday's reading. Um, in Proverbs 6, maybe, that it, that it talks about, it might have been in today, in Proverbs 7, that just it talks about looking to the ant. Mm, yeah. no, nobody's telling him what to do, yep. but he's doing all the right stuff to prepare for the winter, to, to yeah. line everything up, to do everything that he needs to do. And that we have that same sense of call for doing due diligence and, um, and thinking ahead and planning ahead and doing all those things, but trusting God through the process, recognizing. Yep that we need to submit to him in everything. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Um, Man plans and God laughs. (laughs) (laughs) I I told Mark, uh, if you looked in the sermon notes, um, in the app notes, um, before before the message actually happened, I had in there that phrase, it's a phrase I've used in the message before. It's a Yiddish phrase that is, if I remember right, God tracht, no, Gott trakt und man no, I'm messing it up anyways, translated it's man plans and God laughs. yeah um and it communicates uh, what I wanted to to use it to communicate was we do need to plan. We yep. absolutely need to plan, yep, but we need to recognize that God is God and we're not, and that yes. our when we force our plans to come true. God sits back and says, oh yeah, really? (laughs) Watch this. Here are 12 inches of snow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Does that impact what you were going to do or not? Um, You know... um, We do need to plan. We need to do all that, but to recognize that God is ultimately sovereign and and he leads and guides and and he can see things that we can't. Right. Yeah,
0: that's the, it's this, I don't know. It's not that the Bible is contradictory. It's just these weird, seemingly contradictory terms or concepts that in God's plan just always seem to work together. We're like, should you have medical insurance? Yes, (laughs) That, yeah. yes <laughs> you I think you should have medical insurance, and sometimes God provides outside of medical insurance right um and sometimes God just uses the the good stewardship that you choose to have in your life as the means by which he brings about his right. plan, which is just that's why God laughs I think yeah a lot <laughs> he's big yes um this is a a really good question because I you know we talked about I think towards the end of the message how do we how do you determine or discern what God's will is. Uh, And one of the ways was to seek counsel from others. So when it comes to big decisions that we have in life, you know, should I take this job? Should I move out of state? Should I, you know, whatever it might be. Should I marry this person? Um, How do you identify the people in your life that can give real godly counsel
1: when it comes to trusting and planning? I think think that the answer to that question starts with knowing their um as as much as we can to know their level of dependence on Jesus yeah. first. Yep. Um so lots of people can give advice. Yes. Lots of people can give good advice. Yep. And God can God can give godly advice through ungodly people, but more often than not. Yeah. Godly wisdom, godly advice is going to come through godly people mm-hmm. and and people that you know that love you and that care about you. And that's why it's so important to build, to, f- to create those kind of relationships where yeah. you have people that you're pouring into yep. and you have people that pour into you. Um, interestingly enough... About uh, I don't know three weeks ago I got a text from a kid who had been a part of our church in Maryland, um, <laughs> like a little kid, and um, and we our families had been kind of connected. I have I probably haven't talked to him in um, uh, eight or ten years. Yeah, um, I I ended up doing his wedding, and and he called and said, "Can we talk? I've got a question, and huh. I need advice." Wow. Um, that came out of a relationship mm-hmm. that, that involved lots of long-term history. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are people that I go to still that I know because of their faith in Jesus and their love for me that they're yeah. going to tell me stuff straight. Mm-hmm. The danger is that we go to people for advice that are going to that we know we know that they're going to affirm the choice that we want to make yeah we it's it's very dangerous f- to be selective in terms of who we go to right um and so um being able to go to somebody who maybe has walked that path before yeah and have that conversation that that's a really good thing so so if you're contemplating a job and and you've lived in the same area all your life and you're, and you're going to take this job in Phoenix or California or you know, Idaho, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter where it is, but you're moving far away. One of the best people to talk to is somebody who have made that kind of move Yep. to be able to say, okay, what are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? Yep. Um, give me some input based on what you've experienced. Yeah. Uh, you know, um. It's it's having those conversations with people who are godly people who have already walked that path. Mm-hmm. That's why at the end of the message I, 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 I was pretty intentional in, in terms of saying when we got to the top of Cyclone Lookout Trail, the people who were in the in the lookout itself, yeah. they were thrilled that we that that we were there. Now, I mean they they it's like they threw a little party for us. <laughs> they had walked that trail. Yeah multiple times, they knew what it was like, and they celebrated us getting there. Um, Having the ability to talk to somebody who's already walked that path for better, for worse um, is really, really helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think it it goes back to what we talked about earlier, where how do you build trust in God? It comes in steps. One step at a time. So when it comes to... Drops in the bucket, right? Right, exactly. So when it comes to big decisions in your life, can you go to someone that you just met? yes. And it might be more beneficial in terms of right. the advice that's given, the wisdom that's imparted to go to someone that has been a part of your life, that really knows you and the trip ups that you've had in life and the successes that you've had in life and knows that, hey, when it comes to moving out of state for a job and where I see you and your family, this is where I think this is going to be amazing. These are some of the struggles you might experience. Yeah. And they know that because they've known you, they've spoken in your life and you've had that. Opportunity to build drops of trust over time, as opposed to someone you met on the internet yesterday. Yeah, and
1: when and when you're getting advice, um, that's I, I guess maybe I didn't I, I I didn't connect these dots. But as you were talking, it was like, oh yeah, you're looking for somebody who has wisdom, godly wisdom. Yep. Lots of times we go to people for advice who have. Knowledge who have book smarts, book smarts and street smarts, uh, um, <laughs> and and that knowledge is helpful. Mm-hmm. Lots of times when we're trying to figure something out, we go to somebody who has street smarts, and and I actually would yeah. say that's that's typically more helpful right. than the book smarts. Yep, but it's a completely different level to have someone right. who is wise, somebody who is able to see from God's perspective and yeah. say, "Yeah, I know everybody else is telling you that." It's not a good path. Right.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 being able to have your own wisdom, equipped with your own wisdom to, to be able to look and evaluate too. Like I, I always think of the example, Julie uh, grew up in a really small Christian school and they hired this calculus teacher that worked at NASA. <laughs> everyone thought, oh my, like this woman is brilliant. She worked at NASA. She's so smart. She'll be great for the kids. Horrible teacher. She didn't know how to take all of this stuff here. Yep. And give it to the kids. So it it was just a mess dealing with that. And so that's something that we have to evaluate too is you might have people in your life that are so gifted but really bad at giving that gift to others. And so you just have to have that discernment again that comes over time. Yep. So. All right. Last question. Yeah. Easiest question. Woo. Love it. Softball. (laughs) What does it look like to practically submit to God in everything?
1: (laughs) I've got thirty seconds to um, <laughs> unpack that. Uh, that's that. Really, I think is a it's a great question. It's yeah. fundamental to figuring out what it means to follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. To me, it's this is what it all comes down to. Uh, and and I think without being over overly simplistic, I really think it's living in a perpetual state of saying, God, what do you want me to do in this situation? Yeah. God, what do you what do you want me to say on the podcast today? Um, God, what do you, how do you want me to say, um, uh, 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 this or that or whatever it is, whatever the situation is, God, is there somebody that you want me to talk to at the restaurant Hmm. tonight? Um, God, is there, is there a way that I can, um, that I I can be Jesus to my wife or my kids when Mm. I come home? Um, God, would you help me? disengage from work and really be fully focused when i when i get home. Yeah. Um i i think that this whole idea of in all your ways submit to him hmm. it it really is okay what's all mean? Yeah. Uh, all means all. <laughs> <Right>. Um <laughs> in in everything that there really is this sense that you're saying God show me what to do. Yeah. And again, it, if you take that to the wrong extreme, then, right. you, then you just say, oh, I'm not going to do anything unless God directs it. I don't think it's that at all. I, I really think it is recognizing what's at stake yeah. in every stage of our life. And we don't think that way. We tend to think, no. oh, God, what do, you, what do you want me to hear when I go to church on Sunday? Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we don't think, God, what do you want me to do at church hmm. on Sunday? Um, God, who do you want me to talk to? At mm-hmm. church on Sunday. Um, who do you want me to talk to at work today? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I realize I have this job to do, but you have me there for a purpose. What's my show me what my ministry is at mm-hmm. work? Mm-hmm. Um, that really is when we begin to live that way. It impacts the way we treat people. It yeah. impacts the way that we look at life. It's it's a very um, externally focused yeah. life that we live because we recognize that God wants to use us to accomplish His will mm. here on earth. And that's yeah. that's really what that whole, whole submission thing is. Yeah. Um, submission means that we yield to the will of somebody else. Mm. So we have to recognize that somebody else has a will that <laughs> we need to yield to. Yeah. Yeah, um, if we just ignore that, yeah, or ignore it in segments. We miss the point. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it. Um, it reminded me of uh, uh, there's a book I can't remember. I think it's Made in His Image. Uh, it's written by Jen Wilkin, and she opens her book by asking or kind of presenting this question of like, everyone is so concerned about seeking God's will. What's God's will for my life? Should I marry this person? Should I take this job? Whatever, like, is it God's will for me to do this or that or whatever it might be?
1: To buy Bitcoin. To buy Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah.
0: God, please give me a sign to buy Bitcoin. Um, and our whole point is like, we we act like God is so, like God is hiding his will from us. Like, oh, I don't want you to know what my will is. And our whole point in the opening of the book is like, God's will for your life is that you would seek him. Yeah. And when you seek him, all of those other things get taken care of. Right. Who you marry is taken care of when you're seeking Jesus first. And so when it comes to submitting God and everything, I like I almost flip the question: Am I seeking Jesus in this? Right. Because that my submission comes through that. If I'm yeah. really seeking Jesus, submission is a byproduct of me seeking Jesus' desires rather than my own desires. Right. So when it comes to t- taking a job or not taking a job, sometimes the answer is I'm seeking Jesus in both. Right. And it's not abundantly yeah. clear. Yep. Um but that's always the the way i kind of i try to like flip that for myself is am i am i seeking jesus in how i'm having this conversation with a coworker or how i'm writing this email or whatever right. it might be
1: um but yeah it's uh, much easier said than done right right yeah. well and and that's i mean that's the reality the harsh reality is in our culture and i talked about it a little bit yesterday in our culture it's very easy for us to segment God off into one corner of our life, right, right, and that's not what it means to be a follower of Jesus, right. Um, it it really is, you know. There was a reason why Jesus said, "You want to you want to follow me? Take up your cross daily. daily. It, it's a it's a perpetual process yep. of choosing to submit to Jesus, yeah, in every area of our lives, yep." So, yeah, in yeah. all your ways. Yep. In all your ways, submit to him and he'll direct your paths. Yes. So Thank God for
0: God. Thank yep. God that he does that. Because yep. <laughs> if he didn't, we'd be in trouble. Uh, that's all we have for questions. Anything else you want to add? No. Great. We'll leave it at what God said. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Good way to finish. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rick. Yep. Thanks for your questions. Uh, be sure to keep the conversation going, keep the engagement going, like, share, subscribe. Do All, all that stuff. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we'll keep uh, reading through Proverbs through the rest of February. Yeah. And we'll keep going through our Proverbs series, Let Me Think, and we will see you all next week.